0: The boss called me up and said, Come in to work. I just hung up on that slave driving jerk. It's time for expert analysis from the best in the game. This is Me, She's Wrestling with Mike Davidson. I'm a former producer of wrestling, and I had to tell people, here's what I need in a promo, here's what I need in a match, and here's why you have to do it. You tried to be cute, you tried to be clever, and you came off undervaluing the guy the promoter is paying thousands of dollars to get into the ring with you. Special guest star, the Becca, Shane Madison. Madison
1: something that the mecha shane madison has had to deal with my entire life it doesn't matter because i Guarantee
0: that the Mecca will win.
2: And producer Chris. He's just a money-making machine, that guy. As somebody who's featured regularly on their program, I don't think he's going to be able to take enough time away from his other
0: ventures. The guy is a mogul. And now, she's wrestling. She's wrestling. Let me make a promise to all of you that I will never, and I mean ever, and I've said this before, but I mean it this time, I will never, ever do a show remotely again. Because even though everyone says, oh, it's easy. You just download Skype and it's easy. That wasn't easy and it didn't sound good. No, terrible. And, oh, have you tried Zoom? I've tried Zoom. It doesn't work any better. I use Teams. Zoom sounds a little bit better. Teams sounds the best out of the three. Oh, right. I didn't even know Skype was still a thing. Why didn't you mention Teams last (laughs) week? Well, you
2: said Skype and I I said
0: to Mecca, I was like, who has Skype? Well, anyway, (laughs) we tried. We tried. That was a condensed version. Yes, Good news in, in She's wrestling land. We've had 10,000 downloads so far this year. How? That's good. That's good news. That's up from last year. Like so. That's like our whole last our year. Our traffic has been exponential year-to-year comparison. It's way up this year. You're welcome. I'm going to give you some credit for that one, Mecca. <laughs> do you want to sit in my seat, have earphones, and use the mic sock again? No, I'm just trying to figure out if I need to do the event center in Kearney now. Oh, oh maybe good so. Question. We're getting close. Yep. We want you to subscribe to the podcast. We, and give it a review. We deserve a review, but not after last week's show. Review us after this show. That's what I would like to we're see. We're going to make up for putting it on episode lot, 64. Putting a lot of pressure on us right well, now. I like it. producer Chris is in a terrible mood. He got caught in traffic. I we're am. producing late, but we're producing. <laughs> yes, we are. So in the future, I'm going to say something, Chris, and I should have told you this off air. Oh, here we go. If in the event our schedules get to the point where it's like, how are we going to get this done? What we're going to do is we're going to drop the podcast the next day on Tuesday. And that'll buy us the extra day to schedule us in. Yeah. As opposed do to doing me remote where I had no idea what was going on. No, but- it
2: was too hard to do it remote. And we, and it was honestly, we, you know, we've done remotes before, but we had it laid out a lot more. And this time we're so used to being able to be she's, as you like yeah. to say, we kind of went in and then we realized, oh, we actually survive a lot on verbal cues, visual cues, yeah. or visual cues rather. Sorry. So we weren't able to see the visual, visual cues and we ended up talking over each other and you know, all that sort of stuff.
0: Yes. And then there was lag or something.
2: Yeah, there's always lag. Sometimes my
0: volume was way up. Sometimes it was way down. You know, Chris and I were looking at each other a couple times like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. But, but hey, we're back yes, with we episode 64. Let's yes. stop talking about yesterday and let's talk about today. That's right. I want to talk about my friend. I've known him since 1996. His name is Mentalo. And I'm calling it right now after his match on Rampage Friday night. It's only a matter of time before Tony Khan gives him a contract. I'm going to tell you why I believe this. You think Mentolo will Nobody be Nobody has told me this. So when I, if it turns out to be true, I get to say Mike was right well, again. Mark it he down. That, we'll mark, mark it, it down. I did not reach out to Mentolo, although I could have. They did a great angle with him. Callus cut the promo. Yes. He has a great match. Five minutes, action packed. With Takeshita. Yes. yes. Exactly what he needed to do in a performance on TV. That was the match that was supposed to happen in Winnipeg. Yes. As well. But what, b- the way they did it in, with the angle, yes. it was better because Callus has already turned. And it's um, the big thing I took from that is I think it was close to 50 50 in terms of offense. I think Mental actually had a little bit more offense. And. Here's why I think he's going to get signed. I believe Omega advocated for him to get the spot, just like he did with Donnie DiCaprio to get a, another dark match. We'll talk about that in a second. Mm. So I think Omega probably said, hey, listen, like, let's I, I let's do a solid for this guy. And I think Tony Khan probably watched the match and go, this guy could fit on the roster. And why Mentolo fits on the roster is, whether it's on the Dynamite roster or the Collision roster, which is the same roster, but they don't, they don't overlap too much or whether it's on ring of honor. If Dr. Luther can get a contract based on being <laughs> friends with Chris Jericho and never had a match like Mentelo had. Yeah.
1: Chris's buddy. Easy, yeah. easy. Now. <laughs> I know That's my
0: best friend apparently, but I believe Mentalo will sign. And I, I'm putting a lot of emphasis on the fact that he's got the relationship with Omega, but I guarantee a mini angle like that. Tony Khan probably watched closely. He probably shook his hand and he probably said, you fit in here and money isn't really an option and they've got a lot of they have a need for roster if they're going to carry three ro- like three brands collision dynamite and even though it's not a brand split they have the they have the space on the roster Or they need a utility player like that and i'm um, let's be honest he's he's close i think he's over 40 but he doesn't look it He's, he's had he the, wears a mask too. He's had the best year of his career. Great I shape. said that not that long ago. That I thought he was doing everything right. I, he, does he wrestle at rookies? Yes. No. No. I've never last seen rookie him. show you went. He was not there. So that means he's actually doing quality control on the yep. on the venues he's showing up at and the bookings he's taking. He's he's doing business right, but that's not neither here nor there. The match alone gave them something that people, and they won't know how the people respond to it until it goes on social, until the social media after Friday. And they take a look at all of that. And then Tony Khan's going to say, you know what? There's no reason not to give this guy a, a shot, a one-year deal, a two-year deal. But I'm calling it here, I believe, Mentelo will sign in All Elite Wrestling very shortly. That would be awesome. Let, let, be let's hope so, because the guy deserves it, number one. Number two, and to your point, Mike, the
2: people that have watched the show now might have gone and Googled Mentelo and then checked out oh, this guy, he's been around, he's been to Japan, he's been to Mexico, let's check out some of his stuff there. They see some of his stuff, and then all of a sudden there's a thing about Mentalo. There's heat behind Mentalo, yep. And that's how you get
1: it, underground buzz, right? Exactly. You need to have that sort of buzz to get
0: a look. And nowadays. now people will be appalled because after Adam Knight had his match in Winnipeg, <laughs> I said, that, <laughs> wasn't, that wasn't a tryout. That was uh, you're paid as an extra and you got a match and you're making the other guy look good. Mentalo got, was made to look really good. Mentalo didn't come off weak in that match, Adam, The difference is, I'll tell you why I, I stand by mental a lot more than Adam Knight. If you look at Adam Knight's last year, he broke a guy's jaw. He slapped a fan. He <laughs> didn't really apologize for slapping the fan. He slapped a fan 15, 20 years ago. He, You said you were happy for Adam Knight before I am, we started this. This am, does not
2: sound like somebody was I, happy.
0: I am happy he got invited to Regina. And I'm happy that he wore a red, a pink golf shirt underneath a blazer. Ooh. I'm happy for his... Who dresses this guy? He does. <laughs> just like he, th- he thinks he's a cowboy. I'm not, I don't want to rip on him because it should be a proud time for him. He got invited for the second time to All Elite. But m- why I'm happy for Mentolo is the body of work. Mentolo has never, ever had an incident where promoters were like, oh my God, we got to do damage control because Mentolo is an idiot. That's never ever mm-hmm. been said by a promoter. In the in the last 20 years he trained Nate Hardy, Antonio Scorpio, and Tyler Colton, all three great professionals. And
1: on the job training with Kenny Omega. There you go.
0: Yeah. You know, not an official trainer of Kenny Omega, but Kenny Omega was self-taught and then worked so much with Kenny with with Mentalo for 2-3 years. Yep. Commencement of cool match one stole the show. Amazing, and then Guerrero was the cherry on the cupcake. So I'm extremely happy for mental and I and I let me digress. Adam Knight, you got invited for the second time. I imagine you're trying to get on with as an extra for Raw. He can't
1: honestly think he's like on their radar to get a
2: contract. He He can't. I think he must be working out really hard. Like, I don't have him on social media, right?
0: He so, deleted me off of social <laughs> media. So, <laughs> what do you, I do? You do business with me. Oh, exactly. Okay. When you became a B, she's special guest star, a regular special guest star.
1: then make your Instagram private so I still can't see your stuff. Well, this is what I've heard is
2: that he's working out really hard and, and whatever. Uh, so perhaps he's thinking that there might be... A I've role heard for, him. Him. for and the I, last... I don't, I don't want to ask, ask you that. I, this is way outfield. I know we got a lot to get to, but this... Do you think there is a role for Adam Knight at all? And I don't necessarily mean wrestling, but in all elite.
0: Love well, no. Adam Knight, but no, no, uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you something. I recently, thanks to some, and I'm not starting up, but I was looking at how the local guys all drop and assuming mental not going to be there. Tyler Colton fits. He's probably one of the best heavyweights locally. Way yeah. better than Knight, personally. For sure. For sure, and and legitimate power. Where he that's that's a big thing, and he can work. Tyler Colton should be getting dark matches. Quite honestly, yeah. Um, Tyler Colton should be on. He should be trying to get on Monday Night Raw radar because I think he fits WWE better than All Elite. Just my opinion. Um, James Roth, Chad Daniels. Chad Daniels is really benefiting from the work he does with Jacques Rougeau. Um, And Chad Daniels, he's one of those... He's a touring guy. He's on all these tours. He's getting the reps. Exactly. exactly. Uh, I think that Manitoba, there's only one guy that I think fits All Elite, and that's Mentolo. Adam Knight doesn't fit in any of those companies. But if I was Adam Knight, here's what I would do. I would adjust my gimmick, learn how to cut a YouTube promo. But I would like... (laughs) I would. I know Demore is not going to give him a shot at no. t, at Impact. No. I would try to get in and do some matches for NWA because yeah. if Trevor if Trevor Murdoch's going to be a top like they like heavyweight workers. Yep. You know that's not a bad. I could see that. Yeah, but there's yeah. no money there. There's no. Doesn't money. Doesn't need to be. So what's he going to do at this stage? Where do of, they tape? Atlanta. Well, I think they tape at various places. But at this stage of your career, if money is your driving factor at forty something years old, forty eight. Yeah, you're missing the boat. Like, let me be very honest. If I started a wrestling company tomorrow, it ain't about profiting in year one. Like as you and I talked about it when I was at one point ninety five percent sure it was a go. And the investor knew this is a three to five year plan. We're going to lose in year one. Mm-hmm. We're going to lose probably in year two. Breaking what, what do you year mean? Three. You're starting a business to lose money. Guess what? Guess what? <laughs>
2: it's called a five year plan.
0: Yeah. Look yeah. at AEW. Yeah. Look at AEW. They lost money until they got the TV to where it needed to be. Right, you manage your costs until such a time your distribution will pay for itself, or you you say to somebody, "Listen, we could lose seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Do you have the stomach to do it? If you don't, then we we we're not doing it. Right? Simple. But that's not why I didn't start up. It wasn't that a financial person didn't want to. I just realized the time wasn't there. And as we saw last week, the time ain't there. Um, but. I think Adam Knight, if I were him, and if he is doing what you say he's doing and working out hard, he's done his AEW, you know, visits. He's going to try to do a WWE visit, but I think he should trans himself to an NWA TV taping and get people talking about that, he, that he's a good professional. I think it's a good, I think that's the best fit for him in North America. If he's just looking to get some exposure and
1: work for a re- re- reputable company, that probably works because like they're not going to give a
0: 48 year old guy a job right i mean they might but you'd have to be a special, the- was a special talent mental is a special talent at his age to get a job yeah no i meant and, and nwa they and, might and what's they that might, yeah but except no money but, you know who's no. there is tom pritchard and uh, no i don't think tom would say hey i saw that video you slapped the fan <laughs> you better convince me 100 percent that was well. a
2: plant so nwa is out
0: well, it's not necessarily out because I doubt <laughs> Pritchard's sitting there going, I saw that video. Like it's not like he's sitting there when I see this guy, I'm gonna give him a piece of my he mind. You might
2: remember the name though.
0: Probably. Uh, uh, I uh, yeah, probably would. May maybe. Adam Knight from Winnipeg's coming in. So wait a minute. He would, I heard he would about, ask where he's from. I heard about yeah. Adam Knight from Winnipeg. He slapped a fan. Saskatchewan <laughs> wrestling fans, and I use the term like Dave Cote out there, and R- Richard Brown went to Saskatoon. Very good listeners of our show. All the Saskatchewan wrestling fans apparently listened to our show because there was nobody in Regina. Like, they did no. not draw well. And Saskatoon, I heard um, Graham Keem, who was in the front row, Primo's promoter, Ugh. he said he thought 4,000. Then I talked 2 to 000. Kid Remington, and yeah. I think he said 2,000. I heard somebody else say 3,000. And then I saw a picture, and it was like... Let's say it got to 2,000. We should actually put that picture up. It on will our, go up, yeah. It looks like, like 2,500 at the most. So you're getting an international televised event. So one of the things I heard is, oh, it's weekend. You can't draw on the weekend. Well, listen, Regina was worse for collision. Yes. That was worse. Dynamite in Saskatoon was a better house. And that's the picture I showed you was dynamite. Yes. So, but the excuse I heard, like I heard in the Wrestling Observer was, You know, they should have planned better. Saskatchewan's a tough market in summer. Everyone wants to go to the lake. They don't go to the lake on Wednesdays. They go Thursday, Friday, Saturday. They don't go on Wednesday. Why wasn't there 4,000 people at Dynamite? Or piggyback after that. After that Saskatchewan Rough
1: Rider game, make a partnership with them. Tough to do, but yeah, you they know, don't th- do enough media. It's an idea.
2: I, I know you've you've been on me in the past about this, but I, I just, only know what uh, they did in Winnipeg. I just don't think they do enough media because there's a Saskatchewan. The idea that Saskatchewan can't draw a house for wrestling is preposterous. It is a difficult market, but it used to be a main market for Stampede but wrestling.
1: But they booked that niche audience it's not booking to the masses like wwe does
0: wwe can't draw on saskatchewan either that's but that's why they don't go it's a saskatchewan thing it's It's like like brandon brandon in saskatchewan brandon is more like saskatchewan than it is like winnipeg absolutely and no question before our friends at cloud nine went in there and drew a really good house and let me tell you i know i know what he did to do that he worked his ass off Before that had been done, the last guy that drew good and Brandon Ryan Wood for AWE drew a couple hundred and fifty houses, and we were yeah, and Danny did a couple hundred and fifty houses, but not consistently, and before that was Bobby did a couple two hundred and two hundred twenty five houses. It's a Right now, the wrestling business is more popular and it's on TSN and it's on Rogers Sportsnet. So more people are watching the product. The TSN product went into Saskatchewan and couldn't draw with live taping or live TV. Live TV. So I love you guys in Saskatchewan. And you all all the wrestling fans, we have a great proportionate listenership in Saskatchewan because there isn't a ton of fans there. But something is missing there. And I'm going to talk. I'm going to find out for next week. I'm going to talk to my friends that know the promoting game in Saskatchewan and find out what missed, if anything. Mm. If it was an advertising thing, which Chris believes that's what it was, but I'll tell you, Chris, WWE went in, if WWE went into Regina on a Saturday night, Right now, yeah. they'd be lucky if they drew 3,000 people. So it's a wrestling fan. There's not a concentration of wrestling fans.
2: So is it something where they've got to rebuild the territory? Like, there's been dead territories like Puerto Rico that have been rebuilt? Is this a situation where you yeah, have to rebuild the territory? They're
0: not going to rebuild
1: Regina and Saskatchewan. No, like, but not, like, a legal no offense cost to our, all cost versus reward yeah, isn't there. Exactly. No offense to our Saskatchewan fans, yeah, it's, but... it's a.
2: Yeah, All Elite might, though. If they want it to be a regular
0: stop, they might consider it. I don't think they'll be back. I don't think they're going to ever touch it again. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You give them two TVs no, and, I and, and draw that, they would have been better to do Winnipeg back-to-back. They yeah. would have drawn better houses. Yeah. They would have drawn minimum five, minimum seven. They would have drawn five for collision and seven for dynamite.
1: And Donnie DiCaprio wouldn't have to trans himself exactly. all the way out to
0: Saskatoon.
2: You, nice you, to
1: see him in a dark match.
2: Do you think maybe Saskatchewan doesn't get on board with it because they don't have somebody to call their own? No. I don't think it's that because who's the biggest to come out of Saskatchewan?
0: Well, that Sebastian Wolf kid is going to be really good.
2: No, but like recognizably good. Brock Lesnar, he's out wow. of Minnesota.
0: Yeah, but he lives in Merrifield, Saskatchewan. Yeah, like I think yeah, they now now adopt he does, him. but he
2: barely does hardly anything.
0: Wavel Star is probably the biggest star to come out of Saskatchewan uh, in the last twenty. Chelsea years.
1: Green is she from Saskatchewan? Victoria, BC.
2: Victoria okay so she's not for, she worked in Saskatchewan but she's not from Saskatchewan nope. okay. don't know Wheeze
1: Steeze would be the biggest
2: yeah okay. but I'll tell you We'll like- Star there you go and he hasn't he, he, there's a guy that should get a look, but he hasn't been on. I
0: don't. I don't think it's a case of wave. He was offered. I, I think they. He thinks it was. I think he got. He thinks he got ribbed. He and knows he now it wasn't a rib. Yeah, like uh, it legit. I hope. Well, I hope he gets another shot at some point. He don't. I, he's he, got a. He just got a nice new corporate game. He's doing just fine. But he's chased, in
2: shape
1: and he's still wrestling.
0: So yeah. why not? Sure. Yeah. But he chased dark matches a lot with WWE and it got nowhere. So I think yeah. he's sitting there going like, "Go through the process, take a spot from a younger guy. I got him. I could take a page at a Wavel." book. What's the contract going to look like?
2: Well, in All Elite it might look a little different. And WWE Wavell or Adam Knight are not going to get a look. They're going to get, like you said, they're going to get a match to come in and help out to get somebody else over. All Elite and either guy, I don't think. But
1: WWE likes guys that look like crap Because they don't want their guys, who mostly look like crap, anyways, to look worse than they actually do. They'll bring
2: guys in for looks, but all elite like Wavel's in such good shape, and he doesn't look his age. I don't mean you're old Wavel by the way. But if you look at a million
1: bucks, you're not going to get a look because you're going to make their talent that's under contract. In all
2: elite, he might get a look because he does not look his age. What makes you think that? And he's in amazing shape. What makes you think
0: that that he would get a look? That Wavel would get a look for a contract in all elite. He can work. Number one. He's got a
2: good look. He does not look his age. He could pass for much younger. That's Those three ingredients right there, he's got a better body than 90% of the roster. Who do you see him slotting against as a match? Well, uh, as, as I'm a match? not saying he's going to be like the heavyweight champion, but there's no reason
0: why he could not be a supporting player. Okay, so here's how the process would work. Let's have this dialogue, because I think it'll... Yeah, I think for we'll sure, why not? Like it. Yeah. Sean Dean books the, the guys for looks or tryouts right. or or extras. Says, okay, Wavel we want to bring you in. We want to give you a look. Okay. He shows up, looks fine. Been through right? the WWE system too. Okay. In 2004, he went through Ohio Valley. So yep. maybe, okay. So knows where to work the camera. Mm-hmm. Knows what side of the ring to be on. Knows all the basics. Okay. Knows, how work the, knows how to work at TV taping. So then yep. he shows up at TV... And somebody, I think only one guy decides who gets the contract, and that's Tony Khan. Yeah. So probably, yeah. I could see why Wavell would take the opportunity, but every week there's a whole new crop of guys. Absolutely. So it's like winning a lottery.
2: Yeah. Right.
0: that's, That's wrestling. Yeah. It's like it's,
2: the chances of you becoming a world heavyweight champion are about the same now, chances of you becoming David Lee Ross. Now, if
0: one guy is going to get a contract, Knight or Wavell, it's going to be Wavell. Yes. Because Knight can't do the cowboy gimmick, but Wavell can do the counter to the cowboy gimmick. If you watch Yellowstone and you decided, okay, we're going to have some cowboys. Well, Wavell, if you look at the Yellowstone storyline, it's the whole like tribal, yeah. like who um, the indigenous like people who've, who've been on the land for a long time and the Cowboys who came over and took over the land. Yeah. Right. So you, but who's going to get the contract? It's going to be Wavell overnight every day of the week, but I don't think either guy would get the contract at their age and you're, at this time. And you're probably You're probably yeah. right. And I think Wavell yeah. looked at that, gave it some thought and said like, what's the point? Like I'm taking an opportunity away from a young guy who might benefit from it. That's, fair, fair enough. That's I just right, thought
2: I, I'd throw that out there.
0: Yes. What are we at for time? 20 minutes. Do we want? Do we want to go to the next segment, or do you think that's going to run long? Uh, let's do it. I'm talking to this guy. I, he, I'm just here to be she's with you. Brian guys. Pillman Jr. has been released. He's gone. Disappointed. Why did they release him?
1: Well, he hasn't been on TV in a long time, and just they broke up that tag team with uh, the with 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 a tall kid. I can't remember his name. And yeah, they had Julia Hart with him. Was he? yeah Yep. What's yep. that kid's name? Great talent. I think that kid's. Gonna, got a bright future. And he's still under contract with he his is. partner. But, I mean, he's, uh, yeah, he's he's been released. And, you know, who knows what's going to happen. I mean, obviously, there was just something missing there, right? He was He's not his dad. That's for sure.
0: He lacks some of the charisma of his father and hasn't been given an opportunity to shine. And so many guys, like, what is Matt? Well, he hard? has been given a few opportunities. He's been put in some decent spots so where they really dropped the ball and the opportunity with him was after the Brian Pillman dark side. when Brian Jr. was, the, was sort of the star of that, and they could mm-hmm. have gotten some fire on him as a, as a young baby face. I think he, I think he was miscast in a tag team, yep. in an era where they don't actually properly promote tag teams. See, why his father was so successful was in Stampede. He was in a tag team with a heart, mm-hmm. and that was the main event tag Bad team. company. In a time where babyface tag teams drew money. Yep. Then he goes to WCW as a very good-looking babyface with a good body.
1: Yep. Had a hell of a match with Ric Flair and when he first comes in.
0: great worker.
2: Uh, it was uh, Griff Garrison. That's Griff, Griff Garrison. Garrison. I, thought, I, you, I was going to say Garrison. Garrison. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, the varsity blondes. Yes.
0: I think the thing for for... <clears throat> Pillman Jr. would be if he was going to do the loose cannon gimmick getting produced by Kevin Sullivan might actually do something for him. And I know that sounds weird, but Kevin Sullivan has a lot of good ideas. So he should have been tapping Kevin Sullivan to say, what should I be doing with with my gimmick to stand out, get some ideas from people. I think there might be a motivation issue for Brian Pillman Jr. I think he's, I think he's obviously motivated to get as far as he's gotten, But I think there's like, I think that the hunger to stand out was lacking. Maybe I don't know. I don't know the guy well enough. He's 29 years old too, right? Like that, AEW is pretty top heavy, and we should say he didn't
1: get released. His contract expired and it was not renewed, right? So so, did he want to renew it? Well, I'm sure he would have renewed it.
2: He's sitting at
1: home in Cincinnati getting paid. Perhaps he's not doing anything though and thinking
0: maybe I can go out on my own here. Does MLW sign him and maybe do something with him? What about Impact Wrestling? He you you probably have better contacts to find out where he sits in there, and where would he fit in in impact? I, I just, as a I, singles worker in their in the X division, does he have the talent to do those holy s matches? Holy, shes? I would say no, but I would say that just based on his name alone,
1: there's something there. Yeah, and where what that is. I don't know, but I, I think if they can get it out of him, and he needs to figure out what he is exactly. Um, yeah. he, I has think the he has quality, a quality. Yeah, for sure. There's something there. Um, we didn't see it in AEW. And again, AEW. There's been lots of guys whose contracts have expired. They've been gone for. Why a is while, Matt Hardy back.
0: on fi- on payroll? Well, waste of money. Yeah,
1: we should ask Jim Jim Cornette that Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> I was saying that before this happened, but. Matt Hardy had there's no value in I don't think there's much value in Jeff in AEW not anymore. Uh I don't like if I was to go through their roster there'd be 15 guys I could throw at you. We just went through it a few yeah. months ago yeah. so it, yeah. Like, yeah. They, It'd be- they could trim a bunch of fat get Mentolo, Adam Knight and Wavele star on the on the contract <laughs> and then Chris Matt Chris producer Chris would be very happy. I don't know about that. Um
2: now maybe we should uh, go to the break.
0: No uh, no not, no not quite yet. I, Kerry Morton. Ah yes. The son of Ricky Morton just wrestled Dungeon Wrestling last weekend, and Bret Hart went up to him and told him, son, you had the best match on the show?
1: Dungeon Wrestling, where a ticket was apparently more expensive than an AEW Collision ticket. Any word on how they drew? Dungeon?
0: Yeah. I have not heard, no. Okay, I'm wondering because that's against the Stampede, so unless they were tied in somehow, they might have been tough. I did not hear how they drew either. Um, Kerry Morton is probably going to get a contract in the next little while. I would love to see him get a retro baby face tag team partner. That's good looking. And if he can sell like his dad, not don't call it rock and roll express. No, Brian Pillman jr. I don't know if Brian, I don't know if Brian Pillman jr. Is the guy I think like get a guy that's smaller, but can get the hot tag like Robert Gibson used to. I don't know. Jim Cornette's a guy who'd come up with what to do with, with what promotion. Well, WWE won't won't do that. Major League. Yeah, that would be NWA. Good. Like, he's, he's in, like in NWA Erics. now. He's in yeah. He's in NWA now. Maybe NXT.
1: No, they no. won't. They won't. Certainly not the name Morton.
0: They no. would rebrand. Why does his da- oh, okay? Yes, they wouldn't. And what about what more. about all Elite? What about Ring of Honor? Because I'll tell know. you, one of the things missing in, in All Elite is babyface tag teams.
1: I would say... true
0: babyface teams.
1: I would say, well, put MJF and Adam Cole, the stupidest yeah.
0: thing ever. But how is that going to lead to a match
1: that draws money? I get what they're doing, and I understand it's going to be... A, they're going to lead to a match, but it's just a stupid way to get there. It's it, so dumb. It's but,
2: kind of fun, though, a little bit. like I there's hate a, it. There's a bit of fun to it, but it's they're going the long way around. Hold
1: on a second. Did you guys see Dynamite? Uh no, I saw their so I saw their you clips, saw so. them in a bar yeah hanging out yeah, I doing, them. I saw doing shots clips. yeah talking to ladies yeah and then Adam Cole the guy who's supposed to be the number one babyface wants to leave the bar and go play video games yeah
0: he's also got a hot wife and Britt Baker
1: it's fair but man this is what's wrong with like, the business yes. nowadays <laughs> I'm sorry the babyfaces like to party hard man they, like the it is a different time absolutely. let me tell you um, but. Morton, I don't see him in NXT. Certainly not as as a Morton. MLW, I
0: like that. Yeah, maybe yeah. Impact Wrestling. I like that. Yeah, but well, Rick Morton was there as a tryout for an agent, not that long ago. I think ROH is where you 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 bring in. But that's still AEW, right? You can still but, get lost it's in not. that shuffle. You,
2: th- th- that's a good place for him and a tag team to go and develop. No, I would like... Less t- eyes on them, and then when they're ready, bring them up to the, to
1: the AEW roster. I don't know. It's just... That's a tough one. I, I think Pillman, getting back to him, he needs to just go away for a while and re, redevelop yeah. something. Go there. work,
0: Japan. I don't know, but... Go anyway. work for CWE on tour. Yeah, that might work for him. Uh, do you want to talk about the other guy? Nick Wayne. Nick Wayne. Yes. Yeah. So
1: Nick Wayne debuts. Uh, you know, just turned eighteen years old. Um, they had this one on the uh, on the uh, calendar for a while now, and um, you know what? My thoughts on him. You know, everybody was talking about how great he is and all this and all that, and you know, but hey, he does some cool stuff in the ring. He's a pretty good gymnast, obviously, but he's kind of working like as a kind of a cocky guy, and it's mm. like, dude, this is like your first match. You should be like take a take a page out of the one, two, three kid from thirty years ago, kind of be bashful and happy to be there. And and he, you know, he did some cool stuff. I thought the match was a little bit clunky. I'm glad he did a job on his first match, to be honest with you. But um, like who's telling this guy, like, hey man, like you're a good worker and all this stuff? Like from what I saw, he's okay, but he he shouldn't be on television. How many how long has he been working? Has he been working since he well, was? Well, they 16? said he started training when he was nine. Like oh, I mean, yeah. you can't that Nine years count. old, you can't, right? Yeah. So you're putting a guy on television at 18 with no body. He, You know, I mean, it's just, and people are telling them you're a great worker and all this stuff, but the, these are the same people in this company who don't listen to Arn Anderson, yeah. who don't listen to Jerry Lynn, who don't listen to Dean Malenko because Arn Anderson will tell you, hey, these guys got a contract. They know it all. Mm-hmm. They know it all already. So what's going to happen when the Arn Anderson... Dean Malenko, these guys go away, pass on. Who's going to be like the voice of reason? Well, well teaching these kids the, the art form of this, like, like, is it just going to be super kick, super kick, super kick, tope, tope? I think DT? FTR
0: is going to have to be those elder statesmen.
1: I hope so. But like you look at WWE, they have Triple H, they have Shawn Michaels, they have traditional people. And then they develop the next stage the next of people. The next stage of traditional people. people. Exactly. AEW's lacking that. So, uh, Nick Wayne, you know, I'm sure he does some impressive stuff. I've seen some cool stuff on YouTube. Not ready to be on television. Uh,
0: exactly. And needs to be developed. At 18 years old, he needs three years of working territory, 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 international. Like, you don't get it until you get outside of your bubble. Right. We know this. If you only work inside your bubble, you're only good as your bubble is. You have to get out of your bubble, go to the next bubble, and succeed in that bubble. Then go to another bubble and be able to exist in that bubble. And then get to a big show and surprise people. When Sean Waltman did it, you bring him up in '93. Thirty years ago, he had he'd already run, he came up for Candelo in '91. He's been doing it in that at that for time. three years. Yes, but he was traveling to get every opportunity. Yes. I don't understand it when people say, "Oh, this guy's good, this guy's good, this guy's good, this guy's good," and then Eric Cannon doesn't have a contract. Yeah, or they or they they fly to Seattle to
1: give this. Skinny Kid, a contract at an indie show. Yeah. Like, what?
0: And mentalo sitting at home. Exactly. Like, what are we doing here? Exactly. Like, when you give a contract to somebody, you have to have... Okay, so when WWE gives a contract, they say, okay, if we can develop him into what our vision is, here's what we got. You hear Jim Ross say it all the time. When he signed Rock, he went to Vince and said, I got your WrestleMania main event. Blue Chipper. Yeah, right here. in in five years. And that has to be the vision. When you sign a guy, like I've always wondered what Johnny Ace thought when he signed John Cutler, right? When John Laurinaitis made the deal to get Cutler, he got him to TV Mm -hmm. and enough people liked him that they put the contract in front of him right away. They obviously saw, hey, if we can give this guy a killer instinct and if we give this, if we can teach this guy and harness some charisma, what do we have? Because his face was what they liked, right? Every time I ever saw talent, I, I tell the story about Michael, Be- Michael Elgin in the, uh, in the locker room. I saw him go out and wrestle in front of the crowd, and I said to Jeff Dick, who was sitting beside me, that is the truest heel I've seen, and I love true heels. And Michael Elgin, if, he, if wrestling ability and talent was all that guy ever got judged on, he would have been a millionaire. And now he's not even in the business. Now, he, now he's cancelled. But if it was strictly talent and strictly presence in the ring and how he carried himself, he would have made it to be a millionaire. But it it, it was the other things with Michael that weren't right. You can tell when you meet somebody, hey, this guy's got something. I knew it when I met Jesse Godders. 10 matches in. This guy has something. The it factor. It might not always be the it factor. It might just be something intangible. Or when you see a guy, like take Ageless Wonder uh, Gangrel. Every time you you talk to him, you know why he made it. Mm-hmm. He gets it on every level. And that's what these 18-year-olds aren't going to get. They got to develop. And he didn't get a chance to develop. And it's going to hurt them. It's going to hurt this guy in the long run. Like, what's their vision for this
1: guy? Like, I don't understand what they're doing with them, right? And it's just like, and I get really concerned when you see these, hey, the guy's got some skill. He's He was brought up in the business and, and all this stuff. But like, they're really putting the corporate... Bandwagon behind this guy. He's got nowhere to. He's not gonna. He's not gonna challenge MJF for the championship. No, this is
2: a opponent for Darby Allen for a car crash match. We've
1: seen what's happened with Action Andretti. There's another great example. Like, and then we have these guys in the back. This multitude of wealth of knowledge. Arn Anderson, guys like this. Why? It's just so frustrating to see. It's like they got to give these guys a better opportunity to succeed. They threw him in there, sink or swim. Okay, so he dog paddled his way through his debut,
0: but he's not ready. This is also a company that can't figure out how to get a hot baby face to challenge for the heel champion. No, they want to be cool and they they play video games. They can't <laughs> figure it out. Yeah. It's how? I watched footage of Luger versus Flair in Baltimore when they did the blood stop where he didn't get yep. the color properly and yep. the blood stop was lame because it, you couldn't even tell he was bleeding. Do you know how hot that crowd was for Lex Luger who had just flipped baby face to do that match? Yep. That's how good Flair was as your heel champion. MJF could be that heel champion. How you can't get... How you're not sitting there going, you know, if we put Brian Danielson in this spot, he'll get over. Or, geez, we got Kenny Omega on the roster. Why? Why? Why why don't we kill whatever angle he's in and get him into a main event angle to win the title so the people go crazy and we got a champion who's hot why like I, if he's you, playing video games with Adam well, Cole. It's because MJF <laughs> was hot before
2: he got the chance. They, 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 they don't know feed they don't keep him hot. It's what you've always it's, said. You got to get the next guy ready to challenge yeah. your but, champion. But they can't they can't keep them. These guys get over organically, and they can't keep him hot. Action Andretti was a very organic get over. Um, Wardlow, Ricky Starks got over organically. Ricky Starks, Hook. Wardlow, they all got over organically, and then they're like, "What happens now?"
0: Yeah. Like yeah. what happens when when you had Ricky Starks or Wardlow? really hot get them into a program where even if they're the underdog they talk have mgf talk them he into the, the building. building exactly when he did that four-way angle he didn't get any one of those guys nope. over because none of those guys got themselves over
1: they had to turn jungle boy heel right <sighs> after that
0: anyway now we're got to be at 35 minutes 35 on the nose oh, there look we go at that let's go to break, break time
2: This episode of Bees She's Wrestling is powered by First Row Collectibles, Canada's online and in-person collectible store, where you'll find the coolest sports cards, autographs from your favorites, and of course, wrestling collectibles galore. As a loyal Bees She's Wrestling listener, you can get a discount on your purchase using the code BeesShe's. That code is B-E-E-Z-S-H-E-E-Z, one word, to get 10% off. Visit the store online, firstrow.ca, or instead of click and order, go brick and mortar. Meet the guys at First Row in person, 1835 Main Street, Winnipeg, Manitoba. First Row Collectibles, Canada's online and in person collectible store. <laughs>
0: I hate to admit it. Do I really? Yes. Admit it.
2: Yeah. I was
0: <laughs> wrong again. Isolate uh, that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: 35 minutes, M-
0: 18 seconds. Mecca. Mm-hmm. Last week, you mentioned that the main event going into collision was CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. Yep. And I said, oh, that's not, that doesn't appeal to me. Samoa Joe's a mid-carter at this point. How did they draw such a good TV rating on that match?
1: They were putting a lot of stock behind it. I mean, like, they were talking. Nigel McGinnis kept pumping. It's Joe Punk 4, and I hated when he was doing that because, like, guess what? Nobody one, knows what happened three. in 1, 2, or 3. 1, 2, and 3 was over 20 years ago, yeah. man. Like, nobody cares. So just, like, pretend that didn't happen and just... It's not even a rubber match, yeah. so why would you call it that? Anyways. Um, but what yeah. happened in the first three? Joe one. Yeah, Punk has never beat Samoa oh, okay. gotcha. Joe. Was, that was the angle. Yeah, because okay. Samoa Joe at the time was the established Ring of Honor. He went on a really long. He was unbeatable back then. He was Didn't one... he lose it
0: to Austin Aries? Mm,
1: maybe it was Takeshita. Okay. Or not Takeshita, uh, Kabashi. I can't remember. That was a while ago. Exactly. I was like 04, 05. Yep. And again, nobody that's watching AEW even knows anything about that, probably, yep. uh, even though they have the tape library now. But, anyways, they were pushing it really hard. Match was good, very good. Punk, yeah, Punk was, you know, I thought Punk was you know, I think the crowd was kind of with it. Um and again, Canada I think is a little more uh lenient with their yeah, booing I maybe for CM Punk. Um but yeah, the the ratings were 580,000 and now with the way they're calculating ratings, they're adding in um DVR viewership, right. which is again how most people watch it. That's how I watch yep. all my wrestling. There's no way I'm going to be sitting around 7 o'clock on a Saturday night watching a Collision. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so they, you can add basically an extra 100,000 is what it kind of works so out So
0: 560 to. watch live and 100,000 watch DVR. So looking at or-
1: 680 on a Saturday night in the summer, that's not bad.
2: Yeah, and, and to be honest, I'm surprised the DVR numbers are not higher than that. Well Cause like me I don't I'm like you I can't wa- I don't watch it all at once I don't have time to sit down and watch three hours of wrestling like for mm-hmm. Raw for example so I watch it in bits and pieces
1: yeah I watch it in, in the morning while I drink my coffee exactly and maybe a little yeah. bit at lunchtime and then yeah, I just kind of pick away at it yeah right yeah. thankfully on Thursday there's usually nothing on so then I can kind of catch up on after any, you leave here of course when we're producing <laughs> on Thursdays that's right well I have a big final exam so I need to write that
0: tonight so oh. that's what I'm doing after this all right hard work thank man. you for making time for us yeah <laughs> um Okay, so they did, if they're doing 560 in summer without knowing how to get a baby face truly hot, they have Omega, who they could make. Not on collision. But they could make him the hottest baby face in the company, right? This idea of like, it's eventually going to come together where it's going to be FTR and Punk against the Bucks and Omega. I guarantee you. Sure, it will. And that's that's been laid out. I'm sure it will. Six months ago. Apparently Punk's been like really
1: cool in the back and he understands there's some heat and he's been. Except
0: the heat is all fake.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, people, you know, some people like having them around, some
0: people don't like having them around. I think people should love having anybody that can add to the viewership.
1: Like, who cares? Exactly. How many times have you been in a locker room where there's somebody in there you don't particularly care for? How many times have I been
0: in the locker room where I was the person nobody cared for? Me too. Yeah, exactly. Me too. It's it's not an uncomfortable position because I knew what... If I was in the locker room, it was because I had something to offer that locker room. But again, everything CM
1: Punk said, and I've said this before, it's all true. Mm -hmm. It's all true. Like... But again, when we talk about passing on some of these, you know, like... Lost art form or whatever, passing on some of these time honor traditions or people understanding the business. Guys like Adam Page, when they go into business for themselves on live TV, there's nobody in there holding an ass, holding his ass to the fire. Exactly,
0: they need a disciplinary right. guy that's Tony Khan's right hand man. You
1: think if tr- he did that and Triple H was in the back, what do you think would happen? Just
0: wait till I tell Spider. It, <laughs> it, it
1: doesn't. It, doesn't ha- it wouldn't happen. So that's
0: the problem. So when Punk says these things, some of these guys, their feelings yes. get hurt. Now, N- now remember in WCW in the late, I always talk about WCW in the late nineties cause sure. they got so hot and it derailed very quickly. So it's a great case study. Scott Steiner goes out there and cuts a promo and Kevin Sullivan's one of the bookers. And he's like, what did you do? You, you, you didn't get, you got yourself over because you went out there and spewed a bunch of shit. You're not going to work with flair and Austin's on the other show. You're not working with him. What can we do with you after that promo? Right. Yeah, You did nothing for the product, but you did it all for yourself. And that's sort of what happened new age wise. So at that time, big Papa pump was ready to be the star, but he pissed off so many guys in the back and no one wanted to, the tough role of going up to him and saying, Hey, that's not what you were supposed to do. Terry Taylor was so scared of him that there was almost a restraining order. And I'll tell you, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. And I meant to talk
1: about this several weeks ago. That happened in CWE several years ago with Big Vito, who actually, in my opinion, 2009, 10, yeah, 10, January, 2000, January 2010. 2010, who single-handedly destroyed the career of Paul RCD. Yes, he's supposed to put him over
0: strong and he looked at him and he said, I'm not doing
1: it. Destroyed the, Paul Arcidi was like, for for those listeners who aren't aware, Paul Arcidi owns the Brickhouse Gym here in Winnipeg. Yeah, looked like a million dollars. Million dollars, great guy. Yeah. He was basically CWE's
0: Goldberg. Yep. Yeah. He would come out here and maul guys. Extremely athletic. Yep. And extremely strong. Yep. Had a good look. Had a local following because he he owned a gym and he and he trained a lot of people. Respectful. Yes. Learned the tried properly. to learn. Yep. Tried to learn. At times his fire, like he couldn't get the right intensity. But we, I, I used to go to him after a match and say, "Okay, I want you to fire the people yep. up. Bring the people with you yep. as you're taking the journey." The journey isn't what you can do to the other guy. It's how you can bring the people with you yeah. as you do it to the other guys.
1: I remember, so Vito was supposed to- they Put him do, over. Yeah, they were supposed to put him over. And then Danny, I was, I guess I was producing some of the matches or whatever, agenting some of the matches. And he had told me, hey, let Vito know what the finish is. So I, uh, I told him what the finish was and he didn't want to do it. And he gets in my face. Yeah. So then I get right back up in his face and I said to him something to the effect of, uh, hey man, uh, I'm just telling you what the message is. If yeah. you don't want to do it, I don't really care. But last time I checked, you're on TV like four years ago wearing a dress. Yeah. So he's paying you. He's that's what he's asking you to do. If you got a problem with that, don't take it up with me. Take it up with him. What they end up doing is a finish. They did. Vito went over, but he he just made our CD look like shit. Yeah. Cheese. yeah. Our CD had to be booked properly. Exactly, and they exposed him. The match went way too long, and after that match, he lost all of his confidence. Was never the same. And what's he doing now? Not wrestling. Yeah. So big Vito inadvertently kind of ended the guy's career. And
0: then, and athletically, he was so gifted, he should have been able to become a big star. Yep. and like he looked.
2: Like a million bucks, but he was even stronger than he looked. Yeah. yeah, it was insane. I I worked with him in PCW a little bit, and we did a spot where he threw me out of the ring. You know, over the top rope. Simple. I'm getting up after he's mauled me, right? And I'm holding on to the ropes, and he's like, "Come on, come on!" And, you know, I'm working. I'm trying to make it look like I'm trying to get away. He's a monster. He takes this as I was trying to leave the ring. He launches me to the <laughs> over the uh, opposite side ropes. I'm I'm this way facing towards the back. You know how he used to go to the back mm-hmm. of the curtain. He grabbed me by the belt, pulled me off the ropes and i never i've never gotten air like that Just in my Just shit life. cans you right over the top over the top rope <laughs> I plant, I plant my hand on the way out. I was like, "Holy shit!" You know, <laughs> and like I was a legitimate 260 then. The and men- it was it was like nothing. I was like a child.
0: The mental picture of a really strong green guy doing yeah. this, and that's yeah. what he.
2: That's what he. Yeah. And then when I got the back, he's like, "Why were you trying to get away?" I was like, "Cause you're huge. It's a gimmick. Yeah. You're like you're. I'm trying to get away
1: from this guy who's trying to kill were me." Were you a baby face? No. Okay, Good. but then again, <laughs> but, but neither was he. But there's another guy, Vito. But he going was to, great. By the yeah. way, sorry. going to business for himself. Who wants to work with that guy when you talk about Scott Steiner? Yeah. Loose cannon. And are you going to bring a guy back like that? I think he came
0: back a few times, which I don't get. Yeah. But see the uh, thing is with um with Scott Steiner and Goldberg, you had your collision oh. main event for that would have drawn for the ages. Sure. You also had Scott Steiner versus Hulk Hogan, which would have drawn at that time because people would have thought, "Oh, he's going to cripple Hogan." You had Sting versus Scott Steiner, you had so many, lots of ways you but can go. The way that nobody could get control of that locker room, mm-hmm. nobody wanted to work with anybody. Dallas Page ended up challenging Steiner to a shoot. Almost got murdered. It was crazy. And this is why, when you when you don't pull people into a room and say, "Okay, if you're gonna shoot on," like even after somebody says something stupid on the stick, you get them all in a room, say sorry to them. You shouldn't have said that. You you verbally give it to them in front of the guy, and then. Something should get better. I can give you an example of where it happened with me. Kevin Thorne refused to do a job. You lost it. I was screaming at Billy Gunn. Your guy refused I, to do business, and Billy took care took of it. Took them into the room. I think I was in that room with them. Sabu. Yep. Bob Hawley, who I was scared of. and Who wouldn't be? Gangrel, Kevin Thorne, uh, uh, Victor. Uh cool. yep. He was APOC for yep. us. They all got into the room, and Billy screamed at them, and he said, "Some of you might get fired over this." Yeah. And Dave was in the room. Gangrel, Gangrel comes out, and he said, "I'm so sorry." I said, "I'm not mad at you. I know you wouldn't have done this." And Apox says, "Sorry," and I said, "I doubt you had the clout to do this. <laughs> we know who it is. Yeah. Sabu comes up to me, and he said, "I'm so sorry. If I'd known you wanted this, I would have done what you wanted." I said, "I'm not mad at you." Yeah. Bob Holly. hey man, like all you had to do was tell me. I said. I'm not mad at you. Kevin Thorne comes up to me and he said, I'm so sorry. I said, I'll talk to you on Monday when I'm not so mad. Yeah. That's that guy I was, was the, And you know what's so funny? You look at that guy and
1: that guy was working with The Undertaker when he was Mordecai. Yes. Like, what is up with that? Yes. Yeah. But he, You know what though? Job. He
0: cared. He would go and set up the ring. He meant, he meant well. Yes. But, but he, he just didn't get it. He thought about him Adam Knight syndrome. Yep. He thought about himself a different way than he was looked at. Yeah. And we were book like Liam was booking him well. Like there was no issue there. But anyway, it got it, it goes haywire. But trust me, Billy Gunn took them into a room. That's what I'm saying. AEW needs is it somebody yep. the buck stops yep. there. Every every wrestling company sure. needs that guy. The guy that says, Okay, guys, we're gonna go talk about this this was a this was a train wreck and it's because one ego put himself ahead of what we needed to do i was and that guy for cwe many times how'd you do with night in that situation how did i do or how would i do how did you did you ever have to come down on night for I, not i don't believe so
1: and i honestly can't remember a specific instance when i yeah. what i did but i know for sure that we took people aside yeah. and been like guys that's not what we needed the trick with night
0: is to get ahead of it
2: it's it's like Stockholm syndrome though, in all elite wrestling. They've got Arn Anderson there, like you said. They've got Dean Malenko. They've got the. They do have the next wave of guys that are going to do it. To your point, Jimmy Jacobs, Chris Jericho. He's the guy who should be the elder statesman stepping up into this new role. But he's got Stockholm syndrome. He's along for the ride. He's drinking the Kool
0: Aid as well. I wouldn't be surprised if Jericho doesn't actually speak up on stuff. I hope. He, well, well, I hope he does because
2: I haven't seen it on well, TV. I, I seen don't the results know. Of that.
0: I don't know. For me,
1: how I'm wired. If I see that kind of thing, I feel like it's my duty. I need to say something. Or at least have a conversation. Have a conversation. And if you don't want to listen to me, that's fine. But I'm going to tell you, yeah. especially yeah. if the office is coming to me and saying, hey, can you talk to yeah. this guy? It's like, guys, we are a team. This is a collaboration. We need to work together for the bigger
0: goal. And, and the professional way to do it when he's in the locker room, the issue is you go and you sit beside him and you say, how are things going? And get his feedback of what's going right or wrong. Because if he's oblivious to it, you kind of have to say, okay, I'm going to tell you what's going on here. Here's the score. You're doing this wrong. You're taking guys down and not building them up. And you're not getting yourself over in the process. Yeah. And then you got to tell him if you had thought of doing it this way, you would have taken care of business. This. It would have worked. Like I've thought of a hundred different ways I would, I would get Adam Knight on course. And it would be, hey, you can hate me, but listen to me. For five minutes. When you do a YouTube promo, your obligation is to make that promo make people want to see the thing you're talking about. If you can't do that, just say, I, I'm going to skip this. I can't do anything positive with this. The whole point of the YouTube promo is to get people to care about what you're talking about. If you can't do that, don't do it.
1: And if you're the idiot who posted the YouTube video, you're just as bad.
0: Exactly. When you look at it and you're like, God, this isn't what I wanted. Scrap it, Mike. And how many times has somebody done
1: something? And like, say, if you were giving me direction, I would always say to you, okay, listen, what are the main points you want me to get across? I'm going to hit all these things. Or if we're doing a sponsor hit, Hey, what are the, what's the tagline? What's this? What's that? Right. Get those in, fill in the rest within the time frame. Yes. How many times I can recall, like you, like I me saying to you, Hey, can I just see how that looked? And then it didn't look good. Nope. We got to do it again.
0: I'll tell you something funny. There's a promo from 2010, AEW, I think it's episode six or seven, five. It's when Bob Hawley came in and you do a sit down with him and everyone thinks it's awkward. Oh yeah. Everyone thinks, oh, it didn't come off right. It came off exactly the way Liam had laid it out. Yeah. That Bob is has a temper you want me to ask these yeah. cannons that's going to make him yeah yeah you're supposed cannon. to push his buttons by yeah. asking him and then he's supposed to react to what you're asking it comes off perfect it looks natural he's like you see him kind of clench up and say are you saying that i'm i'm injury prone like he he and he's a baby face but it it, it worked perfectly mm-hmm. that's exactly what happens when a producer says this is the vision this is the this is where we got to get to
1: but here's the other thing though and this is, this happens very, with a very small, in my experience, this happens a very small amount of times. Mike, if you tell me, hey, here's what I need from this segment, or if Danny says, here's what I need from this segment, in my head... The conversation starts. Yeah. And I can visualize it, put it together, and execute. Yeah.
0: There are guys who can't do that. And they don't allow a conversation to start so that it's clear. For, a producer wants a conversation when this when they're laying it out. They want you to tell me what you're getting. Like when I'm laying it out, I want somebody to tell me, okay, and and then I'm going to do this. Yes, you're getting it. Because if the guy just sits there, I got it. Okay, now I have to believe him. Mm -hmm. So then it's got to be how much trust do I have in I got it. Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example. Gangrel says, Larry Zbysko. Okay, I got this. He had it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You did not have to have a conversation. He got it. It's Larry Zbysko. Yes, but there are guys who would be like, I got it. And then they'd go out there and you'd be like, you did not, you didn't get it. Anyway, that's, that's that. That's what producing a segment in wrestling should be. Do you want to talk quickly about time bomb? Time bomb pro wrestling. They had their, uh, show at the, was it the handsome, handsome daughter, handsome daughter. Yeah. Is that an oxymoron? Yeah, <laughs> it might be. Well, it could be a manly looking girl. <laughs>
1: But, yeah, no, uh, I had a little update from somebody who went there, a friend of the show, J- James Korba.
0: Oh, good. Nice guy. And,
1: yeah. Long-time
0: uh, local fan. Yeah, yeah for absolutely. sure.
1: And he was kind enough to send me his thoughts and basically said, like, you know, hey, it was put together pretty well. I mean, for that type of a niche kind of show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think I think they can only fit about forty people in there. Forty. I think that's all that they can fit in there. He didn't give me a head count. <laughs> but from, no, it's, not, it's not a gigantic right. Thing. But from what the people that I saw with a band, because there were bands and matches, there were two matches. Kevy Chevy worked one of those matches. That's a guy. Yeah. 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 But I mean, like apparently, listen, is it our cup of tea? No. Do I feel it's dangerous? Yes. Uh, it's too unpredictable, too many things. When you're dealing with glass and barbed wire it's unpredictable what what you do in wrestling is already risky enough when you throw those other elements into it it can get even more risky yeah something bad can go wrong yeah for me i would have zero interest in going to a show where there's blood flying around or dust from a fluorescent light tube or glass flying all over the place i saw a funny picture of somebody's face and i won't mention it whose face it was who was (laughs) they were their reaction was being videotaped while oh, this no. nonsense was going on. And he was sitting there going like, he had this look on his face, like what is going on? Yeah. At The end of the day, it's a niche crowd. There's always going to be a small, small market for this kind of nonsense. And I guess these guys based on their experience with this type of nonsense, they do this nonsense better than anybody else.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say that they do it right within the framework of being wrong. Right. I don't know if yeah. you can say
1: that, but though. that, that's just what I'm, and people have said, in a kind of a sick and twisted way, they enjoyed the show. Yes,
2: sure. It's not wrestling, though. It's right. not wrestling. It's just a sanctioned bar fight. It's a, That's ca- it. it's a car wreck, right? It's, it's a, a sanctioned so... bar fight where the two guys are on on the take. They know who's going to win, but they're still going to beat the. You know, I love the movie
0: Roadhouse because it was a, it was about a bar fight. Yeah, really, more than anything, it was a love story too. But,
1: um, yeah, but I mean, you're at you're the end like of the Patrick day, Swayze.
0: listen, this stuff's going to be out there. We can cry about it all
1: we want. Absolutely, it's as not long going, it's as it doesn't
0: cause negatives f- in terms of the Manitoba Liquor Control Commission. Listen, we just coming, have to close
1: our eyes and hope
0: for the best. We'll, we'll talk. That's about That's what it we too. have to do because yep.
1: this is this is the reality, right? But I mean, apparently the show is was kind of well received. I don't know if they're going to be be back, but okay. That's the I
0: heard a rumor that our friends at WPW have a policy. About signs now. What do you know about that? Do you know anything about that?
1: I was, I had heard from somebody that there was an instance where um, somebody had a sign that says something to the effect of uh, A.J. Sanchez fears cardio. No. Which is just a funny yeah, kind of somebody, a sign. Yeah, somebody, it's, it's heckling. Right? Heckling right? should be okay. A.J. Sanchez is a heel. Why, if I'm a fan, why would I not, that's like. <laughs> In yeah. my opinion, that's very tame. Yeah, it's not like they said he was a fat fees. Yeah. Apparently, and I don't know if this is accurate or not, but the word that I got was somebody had uh, emailed the office and felt that that sign was fat shaming. Ooh. So apparently the some of the talent, and you know, maybe after this airs, maybe we'll get some clarification on this. They're given pretty strict instruction as far as what they can and can't do, which in my opinion kind of takes away from being a heel. Yes. Because, I mean, so a guy can say, guy can have a sign, and I saw it. You were there too, Mike. That said, fees, Chad. And they're chanting, fees, you, Chad. Yeah. And there's an eight-year-old in the crowd. That is okay. But a lighthearted AJ
0: Fears cardio, why is that a big deal? Like, uh, at what point yeah. do we, come on. It's two generations later. But I remember Jerry Blackwell, a very good heel, was known as Jerry Fatwell. And yeah. Yeah. he, that was his gimmick really was that he was an agile, overweight guy. We put Chevy and Sanchez together because of their size. So the people would have a preconceived notion of what they were seeing. And then when they could do the flips, it would shock them the heck out of them. And we didn't care that the stereotypical look of them was that they, these guys are just big lugs it ended up being holy. These guys and every time every crowd they wrestled in front of the same reaction. Oh my God! These guys do way more than I thought they could do. Guy at the gym just
1: mentioned those two, the big sexy piece, to me yesterday. Yeah. Said to me he was at a wrestling show and he he said I can't remember these guys are kind of big bigger guys with baggy clothes. And I said, was it AJ Sanchez and Kevin Chevy? He goes, yes, That's them. He goes, they did the best tag team match I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. And it, you try to figure out which one because almost every tag match they did could be in that argument. Yep. Um, so I don't think... the thing. I understand that there's a sensitive audience now. The world is a lot more sensitive. Mm-hmm. But there's also that element of wrestling fans that they they don't understand the sensitivity. So you got to figure out how to balance it. The company, what the company should do Is not have a policy, but every time it happens, say, oh, you know, like, this sign was in the crowd, and that's poor taste, or whatever, acknowledge the sign. If I was in that office and I got that email, I wouldn't even sell that email.
2: No, because it de-incentivizes the fans to bring signs. The fact that signs are, are present at an indie show... Is a good sign. Sure. Yes. It's a great sign. It yes. means people are hooked into the product. Yeah. yeah. I,
0: I would see. have responded to the person saying, you know, we all, we knew about the this sign and we were actually disappointed about the sign, but we've reserved the right. We don't think that's the line yet. We've reserved the right to, to give the fan the opportunity to express himself sure. that way. And we hope it doesn't offend anybody else because it was directed at one person. Or you would just say, hey,
1: listen, uh, thank you for your concern. Um, we'll we've take taken consideration we'll take and we into talk consideration. To, yeah. yeah I mean just something I mean yeah. like but when you got to start doing that I mean man that's a tough yeah. environment to get in and apparently guys are given pretty strict orders on what they can and can't do which I appreciate too because they had that incident with drag Neil who went out there and had some <laughs> calling a guy I won't even say what he called these people and that's when some guys don't get it they yeah. don't get it they don't they get go it. too
0: far yeah all right um and one last thing. What are we talking about with private functions and Primos? Like, what is the private function? Why is it private? Well, Primos isn't the purpose of a wrestling company to promote. Primos is basically becoming
1: quickly the River City Wrestling of twenty twenty three. Oh, uh, I want so I like Graham a lot. You like him enough to hang out with him at the in the front row of no, A W
0: Commission? No, no, and bring your two hundred four championship. Do you belt? know that when we got <laughs> second Did he do that? we got he brought a two hundred four championship belt. Is he the champion? No, but he had, he had access to the belt. The champion is, of course, uh, it's his belt. uh, <laughs> yeah. Canon, TJ Cannon. Yeah. But
1: listen, Hey, I'm all for, if you're a promoter promoting your show, but you're also on the show wrestling, what are you doing?
2: Yeah, well, as, as a promoter, it's a good God. thing to do what he did.
0: I like what he did as a wrestler. It doesn't look times good. have changed Oh my! God. because in my time to get caught on camera, sitting in the crowd was not ideal. And you'd be up in the nosebleeds if you were in the business watching the yeah, show, yeah, and you wouldn't even tell anybody yeah, you exactly. went to the show. No, exactly, never, and never. you might see somebody in the concourse, and you would just you know K-fabe them and yeah, walk like, the other way. Try to, it, if you're having fun, keep doing what you're doing. It's different than when I did it, and when I did it, I tried to do it very seriously. But primo, like in the case of Primos. What's the private function? Why Why talk about it if it's a private well, function? Well, apparently... I don't know if he is talking about it.
1: Apparently, he has a show coming up relatively soon on a Monday night. Um, and I don't know what the date is. And he had... you know, There was a certain talent that had made himself available for the show. But this particular talent... Because it's a Monday. It's like, hey, I got nothing else going on on a Monday. It's yeah, a like, Monday. It's so like it's match. a Friday or a Saturday. It's a Monday. Yeah. What else am I doing? Um, but he has a rate. And I guess... Apparently, the promoter at Primo's basically said, hey, listen, like, that's, sorry, I can't honor that. It's above and beyond what I guess this guarantee was. So he's running some sort of private functions at some sort of establishment where the it sounds like the gates relatively low, and if he can't afford this gentleman, he's probably going to book a bunch of these guys
0: who shouldn't be in the ring. Oh. So it's not a good situation. It's kind of what Stanton was doing. Yeah. What is the What is the business point to doing it? There must be a profit point where he's going to make a few dollars. I There's think. speculation that Primos is going to start to scale back because mm.
1: you know they have that show coming up, which we'll talk about in the event center. On July twenty first, they have a show,
0: but Adam Knight versus Cannon is the main event. Yeah, but beyond that, they're quiet. There's not much happening. He was going out there and really trying to, like, he's basically running the map, and like running four four show tours. He had Harry, he had Davy Boy Smith Jr., then he had Trent Seven. So he was trying to bring in some guys, trying to get some traction. It's been a tough year for him, honestly. And I, it's sad because he's done some things right. Where would you give him as a mid-year ranking for primos? C-. minus? At one point, I had him at a, a B-plus in February, March. How about WPW? Uh, going into the Burt, I give them a, after the show at the right, museum. Right now, right now as a midterm Yeah, grade. So, at, so based mostly on the museum show, I give them a A-. Okay. There's things they could do better, but for most things they do, they do really well. Okay they have the market. Like they can announce a ticket and the ticket gets sold. So yeah. Uh, CWE. I really like uh Mountie and I really like Tessa Blanchard and
2: B minus for me.
0: Uh, and That's they fair. got three, three different territory, like Ontario, Saskatchewan. They're doing the most, they're getting the most out of Saskatchewan. They did better in Saskatchewan in some ways than all elite. I'd give them a, a minus cause they got wow. that many, they can put that many dates together. Um, yeah, B plus. B plus. Yeah, it's a, that's fair. It's they're doing a lot of things good, and but it's it's almost routine for Danny. Just he's been doing it long enough. He just wakes up and he knows what he's got to do next. What time is it, Chris? One hour, two minutes. Oh, good. It's it's actually better than I thought it was. But I think it's dinner time. What do we have for dinner tonight? We're having Mary Brown's baby. It's time now for the Mary
2: Brown's mailbag. Mary Brown's chicken crave delicious. Crave Canadian
1: has 14 manitoba locations mary brown's chicken who only uses manitoba chicken mary brown's chicken and who only uses manitoba grown potatoes hand cut in store i bet you've already guessed even mary brown's coleslaw is made fresh in store from whole carrots and cabbage download mary brown's app today and take advantage of money saving deals and even a secret menu you can order ahead to get your mary brown's faster mary brown's chicken crave delicious
2: Two questions in the mailbag this week. First one coming in from John. John was asking, besides Matt Cardona, who is a good indie name to be bringing in right now?
0: Dear John,
2: very very quick one. Uh, he sent this one to our email
0: shes at gmail.com.
1: That is a good one. I got
0: I got a guy straight to the point with John. Okay. Uh, And I believe Danny Duggan will probably already be on this guy to do tours, but it's Tyler Breeze. I will tell you exactly what I think. This guy could be the biggest star to make a difference in the second half of 2023 if he goes to impact where – uh, Fandango is already there, so they can either team him up or they can put him in a program. That Fandango thing is funny. He's good. It's gold. Yeah, I know. Good. It's good. Yeah. And he, what do they call him, Dirty Dango Dirty now? Dirty Dango. And yeah. he bringing it's Tyler good. Breeze in there, they have a history. Tyler Breeze is an outstanding talent. He's He was trained by Lance Storm, mm-hmm. who's one of the agents there. He can be upper to top, like tippy top star in impact. He can make a difference. That guy going to Impact would be huge. I hope he doesn't go to All Elite where he'll get buried somewhere in the middle. And it's obviously not going to be WWE. NWA Major League, I just don't think they, I don't think that they're quite there. I think he's got to go to Impact. But in the meantime, if I was CWE, he's the first guy I'd be trying to get. Um, He just took some bookings too. He just went over for a championship somewhere at some promotion. I
1: can't remember. I read about it somewhere, but. Interesting. You know, when we talk about WWE missing the boat on guys. There's a beautiful example. You know, he was over like crazy in NXT. Had that cool entrance song. Didn't he get compared to Shawn Michaels? I would draw that comparison. He was smaller than Shawn Michaels. But I mean, like, he had that great, catchy entrance video. Good presentation. And then they just, he just floundered on the main roster. Trained
0: by Lance Storm.
1: There's another one. Another one that they, you know, I've, I've mentioned in the past. Carlito. Uh, Mr. Kennedy Carlito's back under contract to WWE, isn't supposed he? He's supposed to debut this past week, actually. Yeah, yeah, that was the word, but, anyways, Tyler Breeze great name. Yeah, I mean, did not even think of that one. That you know what, honestly, when we we're talking about we we're excluding Matt Cardona, who's done a great job, yeah, um, kind of rebranding himself, um, I didn't even think about that one, but that would be for sure 1A
0: and 1B. The only other one that I can think of for and I think of CWE is Nails. I think there's enough nostalgia on nails that people, like I would, if he's wrestling matches, I don't think he is. I think he's just doing signings. But if you can get him to to do a match or anything, I, I think he, because he was an iconic character, even though it was short-lived, mm. it, that angle on TV worked. And then he was going to go into the thing with The Undertaker. So that's, that's what I got to say about that. You got anyone, Chris? Um, probably Alex Kane. Uh, MLW heavyweight champion right now.
2: Oh, very, very good. Uh, very He's re- a heavyweight champion. He just won it. Yeah, from Hammerstone. Yeah, uh, very good, very good worker. Oh, Wow, <laughs> I gotta catch up on my MLW. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's where
0: Scott Mason comes in.
2: Yeah, exactly. We need to get Scott Mason to tell us what's what. So yeah. I, I would go with him. I think
0: Scott he, Mason is the guy who made our new intro, so that you didn't. Knees, have, yeah, you yeah so you didn't skis have to knees. put up with so much. Oh from play Goza, Goza. they
2: play like a jet podcast. Goza, I yes. gotta get
0: rid of that guy. All get
2: rid of all of the You're Goza. You're so obsessed with Goza. Get rid of
1: Goza. It's just driving no. me nuts. All right, second question
2: coming in here. Uh this one's from Shelley. Oh, repeat. A repeat. I'm sure it's the same Shelley as before. Uh Triple H has been in charge of WWE creative for just over 1 year. Most people believe he's been flawless. What is one area where he has failed on? This one came in through Twitter.
3: <laughs> hmm.
1: I have one that's not necessarily creative related. Okay. A fail and I I understand why they do it, but I don't agree with it and I think it's wrong. If I was Triple H, I would have put the kibosh on this Saudi Arabia stuff. 100%. That it just it just bothers me that they do business with these guys. Um I understand why they do it. I understand money talks, but I just
0: Think it doesn't send the right message. It's even worse now that the PGA is now tied with it. Live now golf, that's yeah. putting a light on WWE doing business with yeah. them. But um, UFC turfed their
1: arrangement, and now with Endeavor, yeah, right. So we'll see how that all. Yeah, I, out. I can't
2: see Ori Emanuel wanting to continue on with
0: the Saudi Arabia. I agreement. think what's I, I think what has to happen is uh, corporate uh, sponsors have to pull away. To a degree, and that'll that'll because it's got it. the money has to balance somewhere. Yeah. So they're going to take a loss to kill this deal. Do they kill the Saudi deal, or do they lose sponsorship because of it? Then that's when you're you going to finish see up it.
2: the Saudi deal and then put see. A boat this in is it. why. Hopefully, that's but what happens. This is, but,
0: but this is it, why when we talk about WPW, there is a strong wrestling market that does not care, doesn't understand what happens in Saudi Arabia and doesn't care as long as they get their good old WWE wrestling, they don't care where it's coming from because wrestling fans have an ability to look at it through a tunnel yeah. and not care about what's caught, co- what it is. And that's unlike golf. Unlike if the NHL tried to do a deal with Saudi Arabia or major league baseball or anybody else, WWE fans can just say, Hey, it's WWE. I don't care where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's, a, uh, for me, I think, One thing I think really hurts WWE, and I think H should focus on this next, is the commentary is not iconic. There is no calls that define moments like Jim Ross did on so many different calls. So they got to go back to traditional wrestling commentary. It's not going to be easy. You don't like Michael Cole? I like Michael Cole. Kevin Patrick? Yeah. I find when I watch any WWE for any period of time, it's turned into more of a conversational delivery as, a, as opposed to showman. Like there used to be a part of the time where it was Jim Ross's voice that reinforced the story that happened in the ring. That doesn't happen anymore. It's more of a conversation. Uh, it can be done again, but they have to go back. The way to do it is you got to get your commentators to go into a, into a theater room and watch iconic moments and watch how Tony Schiavone used to do it on Nitro, how Jim Ross used to do it on Raw, how um, there's been other calls, like even Vince and Gorilla, and like go back to whatever you want your sound to be. Train your people, condition your people to deliver it that way, and it could be done. One of the problems, Mauro Ronello, who was probably their best commentator, they they didn't protect him. and Nigel he's, McGinnis, another exactly. great one yep. over at... Yeah. Now Now if you look at what AEW did when they got Nigel and they put him with Kevin Kelly, because Kevin Kelly can deliver those those big moments that way. Kevin Kelly is apparently on loan. From New Japan. Rick Abani will be
1: filling in apparently. Oh yeah,
0: he's going to yes. So. So either way, that's the one thing I think he's got to figure out is change the sound to be iconic, like moments that are big have to be iconic. And the commentary is very, very important. To I that. would
1: change some of the visual presentation as well. Oh yeah. You know, it's kind of looking a little dated and tired, you know, there's be a way to maybe the set or something. I
0: think that they would do really well to go and say, how do we make this look like it's 1997? They can do it in the movie industry. Date your product look Tw- like 25 years ago. Change the set. That's kind of what I liked about All yeah. oh, Elite uh, uh, initially. Look at Collision. Yeah, yeah. switch With it. a nitro ring. Switch it from shiny and go back to gritty. Yeah. It's not easy to do, but if they can do it in the movie industry, they can do it in in presentation.
2: There you have it. Now, if you want to get your question on the Mary Brown's mailbag, you can do it by going to our Twitter account, Total She's on Twitter, B she's wrestling on Instagram, B She's Wrestling on Facebook, total B She's at gmail.com. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be a national question. It could be a local question. Anything wrestling related, get at us right now. Absolutely. Are we on
1: threads? We're not on threads <laughs> yet. I'm, I, that's the next you thing. know what? I might but, be deleting threads. Really? You have it? I have it. Threads is great. It's I haven't tried Twitter.
2: it's but it's better Twitter. Why? Because you it, don't does have that an, the
1: user base it's it's no good T- okay Twitter is Twitter's like Twitter's
2: losing hundred thousand users a day really why because they're going to threads
0: oh it's the same thing okay is, before before like we this. get sidetracked here I <laughs> want to talk about our weekly part of the show where we talk about somebody passing away unfortunately Ugh. it's happening too much but yep. in this case it's fifty five year old Mike Halak okay Mantar who. I actually find his gimmick to be, like, overlooked. Like, he was never going to be a top guy. No. But anytime anybody ever says Mantar, we all n- remember him. Or the deer head, or the deer head, or deer antlers with the...
2: No, it was like a buffalo head. Buffalo head. head. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, Cornette managed him <laughs> briefly. I did not... I was not aware he was in the tank, or as Tank in the Truth Commission. Yes. yes. I forgot about that.
0: When well, I mean, Callus managed him. In for one, 97. One match. Yeah. Um, so 55 is too young. I don't know what the cause of death is, Crazy. but
1: well, apparently I did some research into this and apparently he wasn't, um, he was, might've been into some extracurricular Okay. That's activities. what I worried about. So,
0: um and you didn't see dark side of the ring with Adrian Adonis. We'll be watching it tomorrow. Okay. I'll tell you, it was slightly better than junkyard dog. Mm. But it won't measure up to Candido. Can, oh,
2: that's Is that your favorite so
0: far? This season? Yeah. Uh Candido. I know we're running long, what but was, I got it. Doink was like, good. Doink was really good. Magnum TA? Magnum TA was good because I always wondered like his marriage ended right after.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I gotta say, like, we didn't say this when we talked about Magnum a couple of weeks ago. But what kind of woman are you? Now he admitted he cheated on her and she caught him. But like he becomes, he becomes paralyzed in the car accident. I don't so. know.
2: He's probably he probably cheated on her a, a thousand times
1: though.
0: So. Sure, but like she dumped him after the accident. Well, hey, you got some Magnum TA figures
1: coming in the mail pretty soon from Powertown. I'll hope.
0: update you that <laughs> next week because <laughs> okay. I don't know what's happening with <laughs> All that. All right, I don't want to say anything good or bad. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yeah, now let's go to the event center. This is your BG's
1: Wrestling Event Center. We start in British Columbia. Friday, July 21st, 360 Pro Wrestling is in Victoria. Also, Friday night, July 21st, Vancouver Island Pro Wrestling is in Port Alberni. Saturday, July 22nd, Vancouver Island Pro Wrestling is in Duncan. And also, Saturday, July 22nd, All-Star Wrestling is in Surrey at the Gone Country fundraiser. We move to Alberta, where Friday, July 21st, Can-Am Wrestling is in Okotoks. Also, Friday, July 21st, Real Canadian Wrestling is in Calgary. And Saturday, July 22nd, Can-Am Wrestling returns to Calgary. And finally, we move to Manitoba. Friday, July 21st, Primo's Wrestling is in Winnipeg.
0: And that is your B. She's Wrestling Event Center. I'm going to make a promise right now to our very loyal listener, Dave Cote, who every week mentions, did you go to a live show this week? These and I, Cotees. And I haven't. But I'm going to start. I'm going to make a point of one show a month. And it's not always going to be WPW. I'm going to go to a CWE show, probably when the Mounties in town, night before Banjo Bowl. And that's,
1: sep- that's September. We're still July. You have to think
0: of a July show to go to. Is there enough time? Pre, Primo's? Per, perhaps you can get into Primo's private get, event. Is, we just talked it, about Primo's. Night, that's a Friday night after the next bomb. No, I can't Friday, make it. Friday, July 21? can't make He'll I, be I, drunk I, by then. No, I, <laughs> I'll be <too laughs> Why tired. Why can't you make it? I'll be too tired after the game day. Come on. Look, I do a 20-hour... Hey, I do hey,
1: a, priorities. You have uh, a B-she's priority to these listeners I am going to get to a
0: Primo show. Yeah.
1: I've never been to a Primo show. I know.
0: I want to actually all Do you want to you go. go on the 21st? Are you in town? No, you're not. No, I'm not in town. So <laughs> I want
2: us all to show up to the Primo show, like all together as the Bichy's crew. And
0: we're going to chant Adam Knight. Adam and then Knight. And get slapped.
2: Adam Knight. Well, if we line up, he can slap us What all if we turned him
0: baby face? I don't want to be in. Is that called hijacking?
1: I guess so. I would just sit quietly in the corner and this hope is, nobody notices. Hold me. it. Do this do you went way know, off road. Let
2: so me tell fast. you a funny story. Oh, here we go.
0: 1996 January Vance Nevada books a show at St. Norbert Community Club. I'm reffing Steve Stryker's in the ring against Easy Rider and Brother Midnight is in the crowd without his mask. There is 12 people and they are not making any noise. So all of a sudden, <laughs> you know where I'm going. Sa- a Saxons in the back and he's like, "Yeah, ref. Yeah." And he is he is basically the only crowd member making any noise. And I get to the back and I said, are you trying to, are you just asking off? And he said, I, I, I say, you're joking around. He said, somebody had to get them started. <laughs> Those two, he's like. Steve Stryker isn't, exa- he isn't exactly an initiator with the fans as a heel. So I was trying to help out. So Saxon, it was great. He was like, and then the, that match, interestingly enough, was supposed to go to a Broadway. And as a referee, I didn't know what a Broadway was. So I said, what's a Broadway? And they laughed at me, thought I was ribbing. Is that the lowest crowd you've ever wrestled in front of? 12? Mm, no. no. I was in front of five.
1: Yeah. yeah I, five. I, and- I would.
2: I would say probably... Well, no, you know,
1: honestly, probably 20 is the smallest. Really? Yeah. Well, you, you R- pro- R- River City. But you know what's funny? When I did five, were sitting on like the left side of the ring. So I went up to the turnbuckle I worked the other side. on the right side where there's nobody. Uh, yeah, I saw
0: Cruz do that on a Tony Candelo show. Oh, really? They thought the show was canceled. Uh, I could tell a story. I know Chris is thinking I'm going too long. I'm going to tell it quick. Ernie Todd did a flood relief show in 1997 at Wheelie's Roller Rink. And for some reason, I think that crowd was really bad. And they sat so far from the <laughs> ring. <laughs> And, uh, it was all the, it was an elimination tag main event and the baby faces. It was Royce, JT Atlas, Andy Anderson, Vance, Nevada, and I against Brian Jewell, Bobby Collins, Chad Ripley, Adam Knight, I think anyway. So we're eliminating them and like none of the baby faces are doing a job and I'm realizing like it's four, it's going to be four on one. Like, how is that, how is that going to work for the last heel? Right. Mm. So I want to get eliminated. So I said to the ref, you better disqualify me. And he said, What? And I said, I'm going to, if you don't disqualify me, I'm going to kick you in the nuts. And so I cheated and he didn't disqualify me. So he came up as a baby face. I kicked him in the nuts and walked to the back. And then I'm, I'm taking my gear off. And like 10 minutes later, I hear Mike Myers has been disqualified. <laughs> so. <laughs> well you're trying to make sense out of this. Well, Terrible booking. Yeah, how is it going to be that they, there's four baby faces against and one, one heel? heel like, what
1: kind of psychology is that? Yeah. All the more reason why you need someone in the back to produce these things.
0: Yes, absolutely. And so as good
1: as that story is. I cannot
2: stop thinking about Ernie Todd on roller skates. Oh!
1: Hits and the biggest falls. Non-stop action, no messing around. Pretty soon they're coming to your town.
0: The way you like it, way it used to be. Smoky Mountain Wrestling's on TV.
1: Fans, welcome to this special edition of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. We are here in Knoxville, Tennessee.